Nice to see you here. What's up, P? Nothing much, man. Been uh Destiny Shadow keeping. Yeah, man. I, I, I see y'all been <sighs> occupied. Yeah, man. Tired, man. I uh been raid all day and all night. Read uh serious man. Uh, you been doing? Uh, been chilling today, man. Just been chilling. Uh-huh. I see, I see, I see. Yeah, today's been kind of a mellow day. Rip. I have one of those old days, man. You gotta have one of those days. Yeah, man, I go nuts. Yeah, I'm gonna have my metal day soon, man. Uh, and the next, uh, next day, I'll have my, uh, well, once Monday. And Wednesdays will be my relaxing day. the show. It's going to be a, a really recap, a review show, and we're going to have some things to talk about. So, let's get right to it. Alright. Welcome to the LCR, episode number 11. It's just another glorious Sunday. We're all back here on the last city's day. We got a whole lot of discussion to talk about. And, uh, you know, some recaps, some things, seeing how everyone's doing. Uh, and so, I got my incredible co-host at the round table. Um, introducing one of the lords of divinity. A guy who not only you heard him before, he's always a comedic and positive figure to the realm of destiny. And also the drunken crucible man. Known yes, as and making his return back to the young My man. Lord Ronan503. How's it going, man? Man, it's been too long since I've been in the Drunken Crucible. All this new content, I haven't had time to mess with it. Yeah, man. It's 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 really been uh it's been crazy, man. I mean since launch, I mean man, I tell you, it is it's been nuts. Destiny has been I mean, it's just been crazy, man, just going through doing so much stuff. Yeah, it's been and- nuts. Outside of that, though, the heat has broken. It is finally raining again after two months. So, you know, everything is crazy, man. Yeah, I'm starting to notice it's getting a little cool here where I'm at, man. It's starting. I'm surprised it's, it's waited this long. So, it's just starting a little bit, a little chills. Not yeah. too much, though, but I love it. it's getting setting in. And, of course, we got the triple A. Division 
type of man who always lived for that Xbox experience. Not only that, but he's a PC tech head, always in the room, and always informational. The guy you all know and love, Mr. Sergio, or shall I say, a.k.a. Agent Chapis. How you doing, my man, man? Good, man. <clears throat> yeah, I am enjoying the the cooler weather. It's finally pretty nice out, man. It's been really, really refreshing. So this week isn't supposed to be too bad. Hot. It'll be mid-70s, but the lows will be in the 50s, which will be really nice. Damn, yeah, man. It's man. been so long. Oh, I'm excited. Actually, I had to put yeah, a bunch I'm of long not, sleeve shit. A, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm not a uh, uh, cool type of guy, but it's nice to finally get, you know, some of, you know, cooler weather out there. So, uh, I'm happy with it. Yeah, definitely. It's been a long time coming. So, man. So, uh, well, we've been going for a little bit. You know, we've had uh, some things we had to deal with. And of course, my co-host playing hide the zucchini. We <laughs> 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 we've been uh, we've been going for a little bit, man. And there's a lot of stuff that has happened, you know. Over the course, while we've been going doing our things, playing our uh, AAA releases, DLCs, and what have you. So you know, we do um, we do got some stuff to talk about, man. Um, that we did miss. I know a lot of people wanted our opinion on them. So, uh, it's a lot that's been going on. Before I start, hey, has anybody, have you guys tried out the um, the Mario Kart Tour? Yeah, dude, I'm like level like 11. Who's trying to go? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been uh, level 11, man. That last uh, cup is hard to unlock. I only got four stars that I need to get. And it's bugging me. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, man. It really is, man. And, and, and people jumped on the like hotcakes, man, when it when it came out, and we couldn't even get in the servers. Like another uh, game that we know and love, we couldn't get in the servers for a minute. But it, it's um, it's a fun game, man. They did they really uh knocked that out of the park. I'm really proud of uh, Nintendo for doing that. You know it. You haven't jumped in it, man. You need to stop frauding and go ahead and jump in it. It's a fun little game, man. Especially while you're waiting on something. Like I said, if, you, if you're in the DMV and you don't have nothing to do, all you got to do is hit that up. <laughs> <laughs> you have nothing better to do. Hit that uh, Mario Kart Tour, man, because it is fun to do. Fun to play, and it takes your mind off of waiting. It really does. <laughs> all right, so we also got... um. A very interesting topic coming from Microsoft. So it says Microsoft won't mention Xbox Live users and gaming revenues in earnings report any longer. So it says um, compared to the PS4 and launch in 2003 and the latter did appear as the more dominant console in terms of unit sales. Moving ahead, fast forward a few years and as of this June, Xbox One unit sales Trailer the PlayStation 4 by about 50 million. Microsoft has uh, stopped reporting sales figures for some time now, and the company is moving uh, another step forward in terms of decreasing transparency regarding uh, its gaming figures. So, guys, 
I want to give this to um, Sergio. Why do you think that they're stop they're stop doing this right now? What what kind of motive? <clears throat> I I honestly think that this is just the best model for them right now because honestly, I don't think they can. I don't think either Sony or Xbox can compete with Nintendo right now. You know, I agree. Uh, because Nintendo has the huge market for nostalgia, and I think it's smart. Uh, it, unfortunately, it's not surprising. Um, Xbox is trailing behind the Switch, and you know I've read that even PlayStation by miles now. And you know, player engagement is such a big thing, and rapidly transitioning to PC and cloud gaming, like the uh, Stadia that's coming out. I think it's just a smart move for the business, not. To put those type of earnings up, um, you think that's going to discourage uh, players from saying, "Well, they're not really doing that big thing, so I might not buy." You know, yeah, for yeah, gonna... for for people that are like that, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> you know, it's just like you know, you want to play something that's a more dominant console. You know, like with me, I have all of them, so to me, it doesn't really matter, but. If you're looking exactly. for if you're looking for something that's more robust, you know, and you might just look at which one has the better better online community, you know. And right now, I think the only thing that's lacking in the Switch is um, like a party chat type feature. But you know, they are dominating right. everything right now. So yeah, it's um, it's interesting, man. Like. Uh, it's very interesting. What do you think about it, Ronan? What's your thoughts on it? You think they uh, out here I think that they don't really have a choice. They got their asses kicked so bad that uh, I wouldn't be reporting my numbers either. I'd just be like sweeping that under the rug, like, yeah, no, we're good. We're just going to, between that and a pivot towards being a more service-oriented thing, rather than like, you know, we have our Xboxes. If you want to play the games on those, that's cool. But we'll put an Xbox Live app on the Switch probably, maybe, eventually. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see that stuff with their iCloud start popping up on your TVs like a Stadia, which is like an app, you know, that you go through to get into Xbox Live service kind of stuff. And that's what they want to do. You know, they, they're they going to put a foot in the water for the next console race, but I don't think their hearts are in that anymore. They got beat so bad. It was like um, between Nintendo and Sony, it was like, yeah, let's uh, let's try something different now. They, they, um, they, I guess, and you know, what we haven't talked about is this. A lot of people think, you know, they could be hiding the numbers right now because of the what the console generation that's out now. Yes, they got beat up, but we can't necessarily say that for the next generation consoles because those sales have yet to be seen because we haven't even, nobody's purchased it yet. You know what I mean? So, do you think we're st- the numbers are going to ship when the next generation consoles come out, or you think they're going to plummet even more because not only we got the Google Stadia, you know, um, you know that's coming into play. Uh, they're talking about the Nintendo Pro more. You know, they're starting to build on that stuff like that. Uh, the PS4 is getting their stuff <coughs> Pro. I mean, PS5 and PS5 Pro rumors. You know what they're saying. I mean, what do you guys think, man? Do you think it's going to change? The meta, what we always call it, will change? 
as far as the, the consoles sales? Uh, nah, not really. I don't know. I think it'll. I mean, it's a fresh start for like everybody. But I mean, Stadia is going to be like one of those things. Man, I talk to people. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in here on the Last City Radio. And as a reminder, if you want to become a sponsor on the show, all you got to do is click that right button. From here, you can help this platform grow to new heights, whether it's getting new equipment or paying for special guests and getting a ticket to PAX East, Guardian Con, or even E3 and interviewing your favorite devs. All right, guys, I appreciate you, and we're going to get back to the show. Whoa, boys, that was my fault. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I talked to somebody at work the other day that actually, like, you know, plays games and, like, plays, like, Apex and stuff. And I was, like, asking him what he thought about the Stadia, and he just looked at me and he was like, the what? And I was like, the Stadia? <laughs> and he was like, the what? And so I had to sit there and try to explain it to him. And, like, halfway through my explanation of it being cloud-based, you put thing up to your TV, you got to control I could just see them drift away. And I was like, okie dokie. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of mass market penetration I think they're going to have problems with, not only just with the internet service, but just with, like, awareness because think of like the mainstream audience how many people for the longest time i know i had to explain to them that the wii u was not an extra controller for the wii <laughs> i'm like you gotta get a wii u and they're like well why would i it's just a controller right i'm like no it's a whole new system and, um, okay don't worry about it never mind and so you know you got that i think you're taking the next steps and all of that like streaming stuff, but it's going to be a slower adoption Man, society is slow to change on things. And, you know, you hear more hype amongst people about the new console systems than you do about stadia. We talk about it because we pay attention to all that stuff. But in general, everybody I know and see on message boards everywhere talking in real life or more talking about next Xboxes and PS fives, you know, is there going to be a switch pro is a switch light worth it? So, it's going to be a while. It'll be interesting to see the new race fire up. It just all comes down to what Microsoft does with those first-party studios and what kind of games they make. I mean, because they got me, yeah. like, um, firing up my Xbox whenever on the 25th when Outer Worlds comes out. I'll be playing on Xbox because it's on Game Pass. Yeah, see? And, yeah, and like you said, for the for the most of the guys who are like the, you know the casual everyday uh, consumers they they really don't care about the specs and all of that stuff they're just re- like you said they're ready just to uh, play the game and ready to find out when is the xbox or the new uh you know this and that is coming out rather than worrying about all the competitors or things like that that's um very critical to the sales and everything like that stuff that we talk about you know what i mean yeah that's got to be like a world of, a word of mouth thing they're going to wait for all the early adopters and hardcore people to jump on and if stadia catches on with like our crowd and then we start going out and evangelizing it then people will still word of mouth will spread and then eventually the curiosity you know, i gotta buy this controller and that's it and i get this thing and i'm just plug it in my tv it'll catch on like that right, right? but it's going to be a minute. I don't think it'll really, maybe halfway through this next console cycle, you'll see it take off, I think, big right. time if it sticks and if it all works. But you got to get that infrastructure to grow first. I don't care what they say. Yeah, it, exactly. I definitely agree with that. Any last words to the topic, shape, uh, uh, Sergio? Nope. Hit it on the head. There you go. Yeah, and I agree with you guys. I definitely agree with you guys. 
But uh, that's all we got for that one. So, a new Batman game, Proof Rocksteady, set to reveal new Arkham 4 and uh, X1, Xbox One hits uh, and PS4 as well. So, it says this, uh, Batman fans wondering if Rocksteady will release another Arkham game for the PS4 and Xbox One have been given a boost. Recently, speculation has been mounted that the Arkham Knight developers could have another Batman game in the works. The rumors stated uh, started when the Epic Game Store teased a mysterious Batman collection would be going free. This was interesting. However, as no one mentioned of any specific game coming to the collection was mentioned. Uh, it says uh, fans would have been left wondering if a uh, if it could be an unannounced Arkham collection that could be inbound coming soon. In the aftermath of this news emerging, uh, Roger Craig Smith, who played Batman in uh, Arkham Origins, added to these rumors. The voice actor claimed he was working on a new confidential um, video game, as reported in a post by Gaming Bolt. Uh, it says, uh, an, and following from uh, this more proof has emerged that a big Batman announcement could be in the works. So what you guys think about that? Uh, yeah, less tanks, please. <laughs> less, less tanks. Less yes. Batmobile <laughs> tank. It was fun for a little while, but I got a little yeah, bit tired. Yeah, those tanks got annoying after a while. I mean, like, I'm going to take this one first. So I, I think this... Um, I love the Batman Arkham series games, man. They are really, really good. And uh, for them to... Uh, speaking on Arkham Knight, I really loved Arkham When I bought it, man, I was glued on it. Even though the tanks were a little bit too much at times. But it, the game felt so vast, you know, and it was so good, so well done. Um, I love the story. I love the grind that you had to get to. I love the suits, the look of things. Aesthetically, it was amazing, you mm -hmm. know, during this time. And for them to, and we all gotta, we got, we all gotta think about how Rocksteady kind of moves. They don't like to really release nothing until they know they're all pretty about, they're about finished with the game. You know, they don't like to, they don't like to give any indication that they're working on anything until they're ready to show the game front, live, and center, and make the announcement. So that's how they've always been, especially with the whole series. So I'm undoubted, man. They, that you know. Come on with another one, man. I, I definitely want to see um, how they're able to really, you know, capture the essence of Batman again in the gaming. Because he's been gone for a little bit. He's been gone for a while now. Yeah, um, it's been a while. Yeah, it's just about time for something, uh, a refresh of um, Batman games. So, come on, bring it on. So, what do you what do you think, Ronan? I don't think they'd be making all those tweets if there wasn't something in the works, but they're just building up uh, anticipation, even though like, I think they blew it a little bit because when they first started putting out those tweets, everybody on Twitter was just going crazy about what was going to happen, what was going to happen, and nothing happened. And everybody got so disappointed. Not blew it in terms of game sales, but just, uh, you know, come on, be cool. Don't do that and then drop off the face of the map again. Facts. What about you, Sergio? What are you thinking? Yeah, man, I think it's pretty good, <clears throat> and I think I was reading that they 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 did confirm um, 
the was it the last actor Kevin Conroy or whatever? Yeah. Um, was recently interviewed and he uh, confirmed that the subsidiary, the Rocksteady Studios, was working on something Batman related, but couldn't confirm or deny if it was another Arkham series. But um, I think it's about due. I agree with the less tanks. Please. Uh, you know, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think I want like a classic Bruce Wayne, you know, Batmobile, not all the high tech stuff. It's kind of cool. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, like uh, a classic Bruce Wayne would be good. Yeah, a classic. Like, like, give me the Batman from like the animated series, like where he didn't have like yeah. every high, like every high tech gizmo. You know what I'm saying? Like, just Batman flying around in a suit, kicking ass. That's all. Give me that. Like, you know, you can get that. Uh, you can play that Batman Adventures on the GameCube. You know what I mean? That that classic feel to it. So you want you know, a remake of that? I love the GameCube, man. Yeah, I know, right? So, there's so much fun games on that that system. I mean, it's, it's so much... It, I just love the GameCube games in general, man. It it feels good playing them. Yeah, yeah from playing. 64 to GameCube, man, was like a magic era for Nintendo. It really was, man. I really, uh, especially when I, um, I used to play... Uh, I love Star Fox, right? So. Mm-hmm. I had Star Fox Adventures, I had the Star Fox Assault. Those games are so dear to me. I love those games, man. And I can't wait for another Star Fox. I'm waiting. That's one of my favorite franchises. Yeah, that's why I kind of got excited for that uh, weird little trailer they had for that Everspace 2 a while back. Uh-huh. And it was like, because it's just that kind of like slightly on-railsy, wide, linear-looking like space combat game. And it might not yeah. be Star Fox, but it's that same, hopefully, genre. So at least I can get yeah. some of the feeling, even if I don't get the characters. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's true. And then the Battle for Atlas, you remember when that came out uh, a year ago? Uh, where it had Star Fox in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, you get the little ship with the collector's edition. Yeah, yeah, but he got his own story on that, too. It's pretty interesting. You can play with him throughout the rest of the story. Uh, let's see. But yeah, I, I I can't wait for another Batman, and I hope they will launch it at least PS Five. You know what I mean? Xbox One, uh, Xbox uh, Scarlet. All right, so we got Ghost of Tsushima's visuals left S I E boss um, Shuji Yoshida uh, overwhelmed. Let's see. Uh, well, we don't know a ton about uh, Sucker Punch's uh, upcoming. Samurai Adventure Ghost of Tsushima. We do know it looks absolutely stunning from what we've seen so far. Even when it was first shown way back at Paris Games Week in 2017, its visuals were impressive. And based on SIE boss uh, uh, Shuji Yoshida, however, say, I'm just saying Mr. Yoshida's uh, recent reaction. To the game's graphics, it seems Ghost of Tsushima might be looking even better now. Yoshida said he was left impressed um, by how the game looks. In fact, he specifically said that he was overwhelmed. And it's more beautiful than actual Japan scenery. Oh, okay. Uh, 
uh, Yoshida expressed his love for the game by saying, Ghost of Tsushima is also great. I'm overwhelmed by graphics when I play with it. Uh, it is so beautiful that my hands stop. There are many scenes that make Japanese scenery 1.2 times more beautiful. Um, so what do you guys think of So before I say that, it says current, currently it's known it's unknown when Ghost of Tsushima will release. Several reports suggest that it still has ways to go before um, completion with a possible 2020 release. Although as of uh, July 2019, developer Sucker Punch will start hiring from the project. So it could be further off than you might think. Man, what do you guys think about that, man? Ghost of Shima really has been a it's been a project that's been in the works for a long time. Do you think they're ever going to finally release something? Yep. I think it's going to be the cross-generational game. I think it's going to be the one that's like that they demonstrate their, uh, you know, Spider-Man technology when they've been doing all the demos. Like, Spider-Man runs cool on a PS4, but look at it on a PS5, right? And so that's going to be the game that they use as the gateway drug. And it looks good now, but it's going to look 1.2 times better <laughs> if you put it on a PS5. Oh, that was right. the one he said like right. 1.2 times. I was like, 1.2? How pretty, good can it get? Pretty it specific. stunning to me. Yeah, you no, know. nah, it's like one of those. It's just, and that's going to be, in my imagination, the like pinnacle showcase of what graphics at the end of a lifespan of a system are. And then uh-huh. maybe how they can kick up a notch when you go up to the next generation of consoles. Yeah, it's it, man. That when they showed it off, I was like, man, this thing looks great. From what it looked like, I said, this ain't coming on no PS4. This is not coming on PS4. The graphics look way too good for that. You know, PS the PS4 will hurt trying to put that load that thing in. It will just die because of how good it looks and how stunning it looks, and the world around it is so big and vast. It's not going to be able to support that. And so it, 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 look, it looks stunning, man. What do you think, Sergio? <clears throat> well, I was reading that it's supposed to be slated for sometime 2020, right? Mm-hmm. So right. cross-generational game between platforms. I think it could be a... I mean, honestly, I think the PS4 could hold it. Just, you know, you won't have that 4K graphical experience that you get with the new console that comes out. Um, Because the PlayStation 4 the PlayStation 4 Pro isn't that much far, it's not that far off from the uh, Xbox uh, One X as far as um, the graphics and processing power that it has. So I I think it could handle it. It just wouldn't be the experience that everyone's yeah, correct. The experience and that everyone's looking for. Um, <clears throat> you, I think you did say that Yoshida has been overwhelmed by the game's graphic, and yeah. right. So, yeah, I mean, it has to be cross generational because of that. It has um, to be. Man. It definitely has to be. But I think, I mean, if anything, I really, really, really enjoyed. Um, 
um, Sucker Punch. Um, you know, they've done a lot of the Infamous games, so this Where's is kind infamous? of... Where's uh, Man, yes, the first one was amazing. Um, the the second one, The Fallen Sun or whatever, that one was really good, too. Um, but Sucker Punch, man, I, I've always been a fan of their work, so, you know, I I think... I think the the wait will be well worth it when it comes out. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's gonna be stunning. It's gonna be a big. It's gonna be a triple A. We already know people are gonna be playing it. People are going to live stream all that type of stuff. It's gonna be big when it comes out. I'm looking forward to it, man. I really am. It's so nice to see it, and just the story they're gonna tell, man. It's I'm invested in it already, man. I just want to see more and more gameplay now. But I, I'm sure we're probably going to see something like that probably next year, E3, again. But this time, it'll probably be more in-depth. I hope that they, you know, are at the level where they can showcase a lot more now they're at the point. Because we really don't know how big this game is going to be, to be honest, really. We really don't know. Yeah, it doesn't have to be massive. You know, not all games have to be, like, 50-hour games. It would be fine. Are you talking about, like, the length of the game, like, the size of the game, or how big it's going to be, like, uh, sales-wise? Uh, both. Both, really. Yeah, it's it's going to sell. Anything that's just straight-up first-party Sony these days gets the eyes yeah, and gets it, the hands on it. Gonna sell. Yeah. And isn't that's a new IP, right? Yeah. It'll be a new IP. Uh, so... I mean, it's going to sell, man. It's going to sell, and people will be probably be looking for another one. Now, could it get a game of the year? Possibly. I don't know. We'll have to see, because there's a lot of other stuff coming out that could, that's possibly going to rival it. So, uh, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. So, we got the, got the big boy one. So, it says, PlayStation 5 Pro. To release together with base model rumor. So the current console generation is the first one that saw the release of high end models of base consoles from Sony and Microsoft. And it seems like it will be the same for the next generation consoles, while Sony has yet to say anything about the matter. It seems like a PS5 Pro model will indeed be released. And, better yet, it will be released alongside the base model, according to the Japanese journalist, Zenji. Uh, I'm not going to say that last name. I'm going to slander it. Um, <laughs> Sony <laughs> Sony is launching two different PlayStation 5 models next year. The base and the pro model, according to the journalist, Sony has acknowledged their interest in a high-end model and wants to give players what they want right from the beginning of the generation. Do you think that's... Okay, so it's kind of this is kind of a big one. So, like, I'm kind of torn about this one, though. Because it's like, yes, I, I guess to what they're saying, yeah, it'll be great um, to see. But they don't really... To me, they really don't need to do that right now. I would think they would save the pro for a little bit later. You want to get that first base of the complete people in there right now. You know, it wouldn't be smart to do it both at the same time. 
now I was listening to the shout out to the Iron Lords podcast. I love those guys. They were they've been talking about it with the Xbox, you know, way before PlayStation doing it. Um, now for them and for Xbox, it probably would be good for them to do it. But for PS PlayStation, it's really not a good idea for them to do that because of you know not only you want to focus your 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 launch of a new game system solely on the original first. Get the games in. There's new games that's going to get you to want to put the focus in on that. More people is going to be people going to be interested in doing that. And then later on, hey, we got the pro. This is what we're going to do, and people are going to be invested. Let the people set into one price first, instead of just jumping off the real end with two just yet. You know how the PS places you guys are. So it's like uh, it, that's a kind of torn situation. So what do you think, Chris? What you got? Oh, yeah, I don't know. If these systems are so like powerful, right, then what is these new ones that I don't see what the point of launching one that's just a little bit more powerful than this mega beast that they're supposed to be putting out anyway on both sides right. of the fence? It's kind of like, um, I mean, if it's that much more powerful than the base model, why didn't you just make that the base model and call it a day? So you can have a five hundred and a or a four hundred and a six hundred dollar console, maybe. I don't know because for what AK TVs, I don't why, <laughs> right? I don't. It doesn't make any sense. That just sounds like one of those reports that's like, you know, speculation for the sake of speculation. Because I don't know why they would do that. That doesn't make any sense. Why would? Because if you do that now, and then what are you gonna just release a PlayStation Pro Pro? <laughs> and, the Pro the Pro Square. In a couple of years, right? The so pro slam or something like that. Yeah, it's, I don't get it, man. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So I kind of just like that one when I read it. I was like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. Next article. Do you think they're gonna mess up if they did that? Um, no, as I don't think their it own would... sales of initials. No, nah, because people are just gonna buy the one that they can afford. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. The tech head and the, the the hardcore is going to buy the PS4 Pro. They're going to buy the Scarlet Pro, you know. You know, but you got to think about this. You know, the Lockhart. You know how the Lockhart that kind of went away. <laughs> Nobody kind of talked about. It. I don't even know if Xbox going to do that. No, now they're just going to launch Xbox Scarlet, which is going to probably be a six hundred dollar thing initially that's what they want you know it's going to be six hundred dollars for the project scarlet they already you know they already got that in their mind mm-hmm. their mindset so people who play xbox they're going to buy a six hundred dollar pc on ps4 well i mean and yeah so, i'll tell you that right now i mean sitting here playing my pro right now if they came out with two choices on the same day i'm buying the bigger better one <laughs> regardless right. Even if it's like ten percent better, I know I'll be like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm still gonna get this one anyway, just in case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the reason why I didn't buy, the reason why I didn't buy a pro PS4 because I already knew there's already gonna be a PS5 that's gonna be coming out, so I'm gonna save that hype for a PS5. You know what I mean? That's gonna have that and more. You know what I mean? That's the only reason why I was kind of torn because I already heard about the PS5 going into. 2020, they're going to be, you know, released and all this. So I was like, you know what? I'll just wait. I well, I mean, that too, and like, where you 
playing on a 4K TV, or are you just still playing on a you know regular TV like most people I got are? 4K. Yeah, that's why I got it because it's like when I got my 4K TV, I was like, all right, I gotta see what this is all about. And so then I went and and then so yeah, I went and was playing God of War and immediately like switched over and put it on in 4K, and it's like what? But yeah, it's not a it's not a bad decision to make. I'm just one of those people myself. It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Xbox is coming out in a year. Let me go buy an Xbox One X. <laughs> yeah, like, makes sense. No, it doesn't make yeah, sense exactly. at all. But like I said, we're the tech head guys. Of course, we're gonna buy them. We're gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna buy them. And remember, guys, for all you guys that are waiting for them, what you want to do is the hustle that I've been telling everybody to do. Want to get that new generation console? You want to kind of try to start stacking up a hundred dollars at least throughout the year, so that way when the next year comes, we're probably thinking maybe November, October, they're probably going to release the PS5. If you start stacking right now, you're going to have enough to not only buy the games that come out for it and the PS5, the Xbox Scarlet. If you stack up now, you all you'll be fine. You don't have to wait till tax time. Oh, I'm about to blow. A whole six hundred dollars, and I can only buy one game. You don't want to. You don't want to be that guy. Nah, I've you, uh, quite literally the last two consoles I bought. Well, not the pro, not the pro and the the Xbox One X. But when I got my Xbox One and my PS4, originally I just pre-ordered them on Amazon at launch and just got them that way. Right, just took the day off, waited for them to show up, deliver it, and just plugged it in and started downloading the update, and then started playing. And uh, it was like, so what I do myself is I just go into my like Amazon account and every so often I'll just drop 10, 20 bucks in it. And that way when the system comes out, I already have that money in there. Boop, pre-order. Yeah. And off we go. Yeah. Just buy a gift card every week. Yeah. 25 yeah. bucks. Oh, you'll have it by the time next year rolls around. Yeah. If you're smart about it. You'll have enough to get both of them if you really wanted to. Exactly. And that's what I've been saying. You know, you gotta, you can do it. You can do it. Just save up some. Put 20 bucks in each time. Save up for it. Boom, you already got it. Amazon, it'll be shipped to you right then. Well, you know, it's kind of safe, too, that way, because if you're just putting that stuff in, like, a separate savings account, I don't know about everybody else, but sometimes I'll be looking at it like, I kind of want to buy this one thing. I guess I could just go <laughs> dip the money out for whatever reason, right? Get your piggy bank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you know that's the hustle, guys. If you if you if you really about it, you want to get that system. You don't gotta waste a chunk of money for that. When you can start saving up beforehand, and then when they do come out, you got six or seven games along with, you know, the launch. You got everything you need. You can not only that you save up good. You can get the system games, and if you want to buy whatever headsets or that they probably gonna be start selling and stuff like that. You get all that type of stuff, everything that you need. You know, and on and top that of that way, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, you know, and on top of that, even with seeing the changes they made with PlayStation Now this week, dropping the price and making God of War like actually available on like PC. You know, it's like yeah, with, oh, game, yeah. with Game Pass, you can sit there. You'll have like a catalog of games right there on day one. You really won't even have to outside of ten bucks even worry about buying any games. That's right. That's right. It's. It's gonna be um, it's gonna be so interesting, man. What do you think, Sergio? What's your take on this? 
I mean, going back to what Ronan was saying, the whole uh, PlayStation, uh, what is it, PlayStation Now or PlayStation Plus? Mm-hmm. You can now, yeah, yeah, you can now play. Uh, basically, do what Game Pass does is play certain certain AAA content on a PC, which you don't really have to even own a PS4 to play now. No, as long as they got a PC, there it was pretty cool. It was kind of like a sideways way to like release that. It's not like a straight PC release, but if you have PlayStation Now on PC, you can technically play God of War. Uncharted Four, yeah. you know. Exactly. My my thing to this guys is this. So we all, like I said, we've talked about around this a little bit, but as far as the, the state of the consoles, do you guys think that um, the consoles are finally going to start matching up with the uh, the PC in general? Now that they all these specs we've rumored, we've heard um, about the upcoming systems. Um, do you think it's going to be able to make a place a PC sweat? Uh, I don't think so. Just because you're just going to have a certain market for PC players, and then you're going to have a certain market for console gamers. Like, I have a gaming PC myself, but honestly, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna PC, I'm not gonna PC game because it's just not, it's not, it's not my jam, man. It's I, I like having the controller. I don't like using the keyboard and mouse. Um, I like doing it on my TV. I don't like sitting right in front of my but at a computer. desk playing a game. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> it's not sexy, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's really not though. I mean, if I was in a position where I could afford a badass gaming rig, bet your ass I'd be playing like Destiny Two on it, right? Just because it's there and I could. But I would still just be playing things on my console, dude. That's just. It's what I grew up with. It's where I'm most comfortable, dude. I like sitting on the couch playing video games. Exactly, and, and there's a lot of guys that's, that, uh, especially because we get a, we get this argument all the time, especially when it comes to uh, Destiny, right? You know, oh, you know, you need to get a PC. Well, the, the, the graphics are spot on in this. But let me tell you something, guys. Look, the PS5 is coming out, and I guarantee, uh, is gonna make sure that the new consoles are gonna be running at 60 frames. <laughs> 1080p. That way we can compete with everybody who's doing world's first and everything like that. You know, you know the human eye can't see past 30 frames per second? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Imagine real life is in 60 frames. That would be crazy. It's all a fraud, man. <laughs> People be thinking, man. People be like, man, I gotta get that 60 frames, 1080p action going on. You know, it, like I said, I think, I mean, if you think about this, guys, the PC are really for certain people, really. Um, it's this trend that people are saying, oh, well, PC is going to be it's better running on anything, so you might as well hook. No, people like to sit on their couch and play the game. Like you're saying, people like to sit on the couch or recliner. Wherever they haven't playing a video game, sitting on their bed playing, you know, it, it's nice to have that big, wide, nice TV that you got, you know, and you're playing, you're chilling, you're relaxing instead of sitting up at your desk. You crouched up for about twenty hours playing a raid or playing some game, playing Call of Duty, uh, all that type of stuff you're playing, and it's like, like I said, it just don't seem sexy to me, man. It really don't. No, nah, and to go back and hit on the original point, too, it's when consoles first come out, 
they are, you know, usually traditionally on par with like mid high level, the mid to mid high level PCs, right? At currently at the right. time they're released, you know, minus a couple weird special things, sort of like a ray tracing kind of like thing a PC can do or something, right? But for the most part, they're like right there with those kind of PCs. And so that's cool when they that's first right. start out. That's why when they come out, everybody's like, wow, look at the graphics on whatever, right? And then mm-hmm. PCs, because you can take the parts out of them and replace them with new parts, tend to scale up past what a console can do because it's just a set system, right? So I think exactly. they're going to make them powerful enough to future-proof them a little bit longer than, mm-hmm. you know, what the current consoles were. Another reason why I go back to why a PS5 Pro. And um, it's it's like, uh, but the consoles being a closed system, when the, there's a certain t- way you can work on them, right? And as developers dive into them over the course of a console life cycle, the graphics just get better and better and better and better. And you're looking at games that come out at the end of a life cycle, like Ghost of Tsushima, where you're like, God bless, how can a PS4 game look that good? Well, that's because the developers right. have had six, five, six years at, to, to just hone in and just maximize the usage of what they have in front of them without constantly having to worry about okay, we designed it for this. What's the next thing coming out? Okay, we got to deal with this. There's just one thing that they can work on and just perfect it. Yeah, and so, you know, like PCs will move past and you'll start having games like Control that just crash consoles because of all the physics and <laughs> stuff like that. But it's yeah. it's like, you know, and it looks so much better on like a PC with like the ray tracing and stuff, but that's just the natural cycle of things. So. And you know that, you know, each time they come up with controllers, they're advancing the controllers itself as well, you know, when it comes to that. So not only we, we don't think about that, we a lot of times we don't think about the controllers either. Uh-huh. They're, they're advancing those as well, you know, to be spot on, you know, where, you know, where that also came, you know, down to like the keyboards and mouse, right? So they're improving console con- controllers as well. So we that's one thing that we everyone should be looking for. But one will always say this. I've seen this argument. Well, I don't have a PS4 or anything like that, but I do have my phone. You know, Google Stadia, this stuff like that. You know, those guys. We seeing that the the like I said, we're seeing that the phone market, the mobile market, is starting. To get up there, man. It's really starting to, um, you know, grow, and we're starting to notice. Now you're seeing phones that's, you know, specialized with gaming, you know, technologies and stuff like that. Now, did you see that, that like One Plus that that Mark Onsol like advertises on his channel with the gaming mode yep. stuff on that thing? I was like, what in the hell? It's crazy. It's crazy. What do you think to that, Sergio? What would you say to that? Yeah, I mean, the mobile, I mean, think about the uh, Call of Duty on, on mobile, man. I think it's pretty sweet looking, you it's know. It's thick, man, it's thick. And yeah, I like Fortnite and PUBG both play really good on mobile, too. Really yeah, good. Uh, mm-hmm. I love That PUBG Mario on. Kart, look at that. Yeah, I, I foresee having, like, an Xbox app one day that plays, like, a light version of Gears of War. Well, that's what that, that's what their cloud service that's is all, all about. Yeah, that's that cloud service, you know. Put that app on things, man. That's right. So what do you think? Do you think that because of the cloud and because of Google Stadia, it's going to start giving more... It's going to... It's, a lot of people is going to get that anyway. 
But you also got to think about this. Is it going to give more incentive, incentive for more people to jump on mobile gaming more than, you know, all the other games that we're, we we know and love, our home consoles, our PC? What do you guys think? Do you think it's going to get more people in the mobile game? I think that people that mobile game the community would grow even more now. I got a mobile game. I couldn't ever actually honestly see myself like outside of maybe signing in to go visit like Zur or something, you know, to go like jump on a game like Destiny or a big triple A game on there and stream it onto my phone. I just Mm -hmm. I would have to do it and see it and feel it in action and actually do it, but I can't imagine that I would just be sitting somewhere like the coffee shop playing a bit trip play game on my phone, tablet, maybe. <laughs> but why am I going to flipping Starbucks to play, you know, Modern Warfare? I could just do that at home. What? what I but need to play it so bad. But... You remember what they said? They said, oh, once you get the rig, we got a separate controller just for you that you can all you got to do is point it and log in and you'll be playing right on your phone, your tablet and all that type of stuff. What would you say to that? Instead of using your fingers. No, I mean that's all fine. I was that was imagining in my head of sitting there in the Starbucks with my tablet propped up on the table with a dual shock in my hand, playing some games. But I was like I'm the more of the person that's like go to the coffee shop and I'm just gonna like people watch or read a book. So I'm probably not the target audience for that. I'm not a big mobile gamer per se. Right. But I mean the convenience factor sounds cool. If I could like go to my parents' house on Christmas and just take like my tablet with me. And just sit there while I'm just bored waiting for people to open presents. I would, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, I, but it would be cool to jump in and do it like that. But then I have to be like, hey, I'm going to get on your Wi Fi connection and burn up all your gigs to play this game. Is that cool? <laughs> that's, that's the only thing that, that limits it for me. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, right, even though right. mobile says you have unlimited streaming on some services, they do eventually, after you hit a certain point, start throttling your stuff. And yeah, they do. I was That's when I was looking in the stadium, I was saying that Google or uh, Destiny itself, if you're running it just straight up like it's supposed to be ran, like in well, not it's supposed to be, but in like the 4K 60 frame Stadia crap, right? There's right. going to be like 15 gigs an hour. That's crazy. And it's like woo wee. So I had to go check my plan, and it says unlimited. <laughs> it's like it's, it's like it flipping better like be. You. <laughs> that's what but that also gives more incentive for the phone companies too that'll make them more money because they're like oh people gonna get that unlimited just so they can uh, be able to play their their mobile gaming as well huh, imagine that yeah that uh, actually works that's actually more incentive for them too we advertise hardcore gaming make specs for for the for the the new phones that's out then maybe people will buy, have more sense to buy upgrades to their phones so that way they can be able to play it. It's great marketing. I can't, I can't ignore that one. <laughs> great marketing. Yeah, it's almost like it was uh, all planned out. Kind of like McDonald's fries taste better with a Big Mac than they do a Whopper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to think about it from that, that standpoint, though. You know, like you were saying, you know, you don't feel incentivized to pull out of your tablet and be like, okay, let me go ahead and play me some, some Destiny or play me some uh, Ghost of Tsushima or something like that on your phone. I'm trying to play You're Gears gonna... on my phone. Woo. Man. Oh, that's going to be crazy. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah. um, no. But you got to think about this. They do also have, you know, the uh, 
the headset capability for the mobile more so now, you know, where you can play if you in a raid. Say if you're in a raid on your phone, right? You in, you up in there in a raid. Like, hey, guys, let me go grab let me grab my phone. I, I'm going out to the DMV, but I'm going to still be playing with you on the raid. <laughs> Is that what Boom Boy was doing yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, if you guys want to see those bloopers, go to, go to my... Uh, Go to my uh, YouTube gaming channel and uh, you will see I live stream some of the raids. So Did you? <laughs> All right. <Yeah. laughs> PC gaming, P. Carlo gaming. So, uh, um, definitely like it. What do you think, Sergio? Do you think it's more percentage for the uh, for the mobile gaming? And do you also think that what the Google Stadia, the X Cloud coming up, it's going to give the mobile gaming community more of a boost to start competing with the regular home console gaming and and um and Nintendo Switch as well. What do you think? I think there'll always be a market for those that want to uh, game on the mobile platform. Uh, don't get me wrong; I think it'd be cool to bring it with you, but I also need my cell phone to make phone calls too. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, I think it would destroy my battery life in the long run. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, but I think, I think honestly, I think it's a really nice move in the right direction. I, I, I don't know if I necessarily put gears up there as the, the title to do it just cause that one, man, that's a, as an unreal engine, man, that thing is gonna, that's gonna eat you. That's gonna eat your phone. It's gonna eat you. It's gonna, <laughs> what if that? What, what about to all those people that says, "Hey, they just came out with a new phone that has the gaming spec capabilities to be able to not only have you play, but you can also play for long hours and it won't burn your battery because we got a new state of the art chip that definitely for phones that'll be able to last long, have great loading loading times, and still be functional." And won't burn up your 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 I um, cell phone. It's gonna some... burn up your bank account. That's what that yeah. phone's gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> they have a um, Republican gaming phone that kind of has that out already. Um, right. It's just expensive, man. I mean, it has a really good specs. It has really good battery, but really, you're talking about paying two thousand dollars for a phone almost. Shoot, I ain't about to pay no two thousand dollars for a phone. You crazy. Yeah. But there's guys that will. Uh, yeah. Not this I mean, guy. You're talking about a phone that's like a PC. Most people are going to pay $2,000 is going to get a gaming PC that got specs out of this world. You know what I mean? Yeah. When those guys are, you would see guys that's PC tech heads like that would do something like that. You know what I mean? Because they're looking for a gaming spec and ooh, a mobile phone that got gaming specs and all that stuff. Shoot, I'll buy it. Yeah, their base phone is $1,000. The Republic right. of Gaming. Yeah, that's crazy. And more, and people, you the, 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 I guess what you call the pro version of the phone is 2000 So most people that likes getting game PCs, they probably would spend the money to get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or do the do the Best Buy hustle? You know what I mean? Just to get it. You know, so it's you, 
those arguments they can go both ways when it comes to that. But yes, that would burn up a lot of people's uh uh bank account because I mean not everybody has unlimited, and there's certain places that you got to go to get unlimited. And uh, you know, people gonna be like, "Oh, I can play this game. Let me jump in." They jump in, they burning all the gigs up. They probably got a five hundred dollar um, you know phone bill, uh, phone bill. <laughs> and they like, "Yo, how did I get all this?" They look up the tab, and all you've been playing is uh, uh Gears Four, uh, Call of Duty, and all that type of stuff. And they're going to be like, hey, that's why. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you, you know, but we don't know. This is one thing, though. We don't know how the streaming service and the Google Stadia service because you got to hook up to the server um, when it comes to the Google Stadia instead of, like, downloading on your phone like that. It'll be on that server. So do you think it'll work a different way? I think it would have to, to be honest. <laughs> Where it won't in turn just like burn up your whole, your whole uh, phone gigs and all that type of stuff. Yeah, it have, it, ha- it have to be like uh, I can't remember what service it was, but there was like a gaming service a long time ago where it lets you like, like as long as you played the game, you could like stream unlimitedly. Actually, I think it was actually Spotify when it first came out for. Um, one of the phones, they're like, yeah, you could. They have like some agreement with the carrier where like they could just stream all you wanted and it wouldn't charge you. So there would have to be some kind of involvement from the carrier just to make it very transparent because uh, I could see people liking right. it, liking it, and then getting off of it really quick if it's just if it's cumbersome, annoying, trying to figure out or trying to like. You know, I don't sit there and count my data, but you know, if my thing gets yeah, slow, right. I know it's because I, I've been going ham. You know, right? It's gonna be interesting, man. Uh, next year's gonna be hot, man. We all can agree this: the new generation consoles. You know, you got you got the Google State X Cloud. They're coming into play with the, the streaming trend. Um, it's going to be a lot, man. It, it really is going to be a lot um, that they're going to be doing, and the competitive the competitive scene is just going to be uh, ridiculous when it comes to that, man. It, I just can't wait to see how everything is going to uh, work towards everyone's benefit and how the competitive scene really is going to be now that all this stuff is going to be launched. And it's just going to be an interesting time, man. And definitely next year is going to be interesting. I can't wait. A lot of games to come out, a lot of things, you know, to see. So, yep, it is and that time again, man. It is that time again. That time, man. Yeah, and we also got to think about this, guys. The video game awards are coming up too, so we're gonna do a predictions next week and uh, see who we think is gonna win for the top game uh, of the year. So, have they even announced the nominees yet? Um, not yet. We're probably going to get the nominees probably in the mid of October because they don't usually do it to like almost what is it December or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty late. Yeah. yeah. So um, we going we going to see who it is, man. Uh, there was a lot of good games that came out this year. It might be Gears. We don't know. You know, we don't know. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna see, man. It's it's gonna be interesting. I, I'm looking forward to it. But we're gonna do a predictions list 
All right. What we who what game we think is gonna actually But that is all we got. <coughs> Not gonna be back then, um, you know, doing Sunday. Gonna be back on regular schedule next next week. Nintendo Day, Friday. Friday was uh Destiny Day on Saturday. And we got you got fun things. Sunday as well. Next Saturday, Destiny. All you guys tuning in. We're gonna have a big launch discussion. It's gonna be pretty big. Rated gaming. Ronin. And people got our money. And we got a